You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you tuned in today. I hope that uh, this word from Luke's gospel is going to be encouraging for you. Before I kick off, I just want to encourage uh, our church family and all our listeners to the podcast. And let's do a good job loving our neighbor right now. Um, And I know with the tornadoes that have come through Jeff Davis and Covington County and Jones County, you know, we've got plenty of neighbors that are hurting. Uh, you know, we've already had plenty going on with the coronavirus. And for some people, this is just a ton. I know today um, I'm recording this on on Tuesday. So I guess yesterday I was with a crew from Carterville and we were just doing some yard cleanup and chainsaw work in seminary with our good friend Tim Hubbard. And I just, just stood there in the yard thinking about how hard this season is for the folks that we were serving. Just want to encourage the church. Man, let's be praying for each other. Let's love our neighbor well. I know that uh, with as much as we've all had going on with the coronavirus and trying to handle our quarantines, it's easy to think just about yourself and your household. In fact, social distancing almost makes it like natural to do that. But don't forget that there's a world out there around us uh, and there's a lot of people who are hurting and anything that you can do to love your neighbor well and to encourage the people who need it I mean let's be the church so today I want to read another resurrection story as we are living in the aftermath of Easter this week uh, this one is phenomenal for me from Luke's gospel chapter 24 this is a story that only Luke really tells you in detail about so there are two disciples who are having to make a trip they're leaving Jerusalem to head to a village seven miles up the road the village of Emmaus this is after the death and resurrection of Jesus, um, and this is going to be a strong confirmation for the disciples that Jesus really has risen, and he's back. So these two guys are walking, and they're discussing some things that have happened you know, in Jerusalem, and they're discussing how they feel um, about, about Jesus, and, and is he really raised? Well, anyway, Jesus actually comes to them and starts to walk with them uh, on their journey, but it says in verse 16 that they were kept from recognizing him. We have no idea why. I don't know if, if God did something supernaturally that kept them from recognizing Jesus, but, but while they're walking, uh, he began to explain to them that the scriptures taught that he would suffer. So in verse 25, while these disciples are really trying to figure out, is this resurrection real? Could it have happened? Jesus said to them, How foolish you are, how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. And as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued as if he were going on farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us. It's nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. So at this point, all they knew is that they had just heard great teaching from a master teacher who could open the Old Testament and show them throughout the scriptures how the Messiah would have to suffer before he entered his glory. So they're intrigued by this, but they have no idea that this master teacher is really their rabbi, the resurrected Jesus. The story goes on. 
Remember, remember that uh, they just had taken the Lord's Supper a few days ago. Now, watch this in verse 30. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and began to give it to them. Now, the last time he did this with his disciples would have been the upper room, when he was symbolically showing them that his body would be broken on the cross. They had no idea back then that that would be the symbolism of the Passover meal and the breaking of the bread. But here, as he begins to break bread and hand it to them, I wonder if something was triggered in their memory. But God opens their eyes, and I believe supernaturally. Verse 31 says this, Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. And they asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures? They got up at once, and they returned to Jerusalem. And there they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and appeared to Simon. And then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke bread. So Jesus has begun appearing to his disciples, to the eleven, to these two guys. And what I want us to focus on is this moment when Jesus was breaking bread and their eyes were opened. And I just want to sort of encourage our church family. You know, I wonder if as the resurrected Christ is continuing to do his ministry in our church and in our midst, I wonder if our eyes are open. Or I wonder if we're considering the scriptures and the Holy Spirit and our prayer journeys and circumstances all around us and not recognizing what God's doing in our midst. And so what I want to do with this powerful story of the confirmation of Jesus being raised from the tomb is I just want to ask you guys to engage your Christian faith with your eyes open. Ask the Lord to open your eyes. Ask the Lord to open your mind. Ask the Lord to open your heart so that you would recognize God at work, so that you would understand the gospel of Jesus. If the scriptures have become stale to you, monotonous, or you're just sort of reading out of obligation these days, ask God to open your eyes to the scripture and to give you a new love for them and a new appreciation for them. If you don't recognize God moving around you, ask God to open your eyes to show you where he's at work and how you can join him. But this powerful story, when Jesus was confirming the, the, the resurrection when he meets with these two disciples, the thing that stays on my heart is that they had the entire scripture laid out in front of them, but they did not recognize Jesus. And without recognizing Jesus, they could not put the scriptures together the way they should. So friends, as we read our Bibles, we are reading about Jesus Christ who came to give us salvation. And I pray that God would open his eyes to this. Listen, if you want to find some ways to love your neighbor well, uh, that's certainly easy to do in this season. I just want to encourage you right now. Uh, Samaritan's Purse is going to be set up at First Baptist Laurel by the end of the week. Uh, if you want to go out and serve to volunteer with them for disaster relief cleanup, they go out at 730 and 1230 from First Baptist Laurel. So go show up and get ready there. Uh, also, uh, tomorrow, which is uh, Wednesday, well, that's, I guess, today if you're listening to the podcast, if you want to go out and serve, uh, another option for you would be uh, that we're going to be meeting at 9 uh, for anybody who is interested uh, with Tim Hubbard at Seminary Baptist Church and Seminary and deploying into his community for one more day. But uh, church family, I love you and thankful to serve with you. I pray God would open our eyes.